Welcome to episode two of the Ripe Labs podcast. This is Alan Davies, the Ripe Labs editor. Last week at the SEE10 meeting in Slovenia, I met up with René Fietzmuller, Sander Stefan, Jan Georges, and other members of the Global NOG Alliance. About a month ago, they started the Keep Ukraine Connected initiative, which is aimed at actively helping the Ukrainian internet stay up and running by gathering and transporting essential hardware into the country. With the first shipment having now been delivered, we met up on Zoom to talk about how things went, how this all started, and what's coming next. What's been happening since then? The first shipment has been delivered. Uh, when did when that it's... actually happen? Oof. <laughs> it was Wednesday. Yes, thirteenth. So when I last saw you, I think you were still stocking up the the uh, truck, and then it was you, Rene, who drove the truck from Ljubljana to Ukraine. Rene left in in the middle of of SCE meeting, like yeah, or something. I think I left uh, Wednesday, and then mm-hmm. I had to trip back then uh, via Austria. Then I had uh, um, some crazy weird experience with this uh, mouth uh, cops from Austria. Okay. Um, they catch me at the highway and ask me, hey, dude, uh, you had a break at McDonald's. I was thinking about, no, I was at a gas station to refill my tank. What happens? Yes, we looked for you the last two hours, but we, it wasn't possible, possible for, <laughs> for us to catch you. I said, guys, why? But you can open your, your door on the back. Yes. Oh, what's that? Yeah, it's the donated stuff for Ukraine. Oh, it's the first time we see it. And uh, that's a point you need to think about. Everyone is seeing only like humanitarian goods, what we need, what we know, like clothes, jackets, uh, mattresses, uh, food and all this stuff. Nobody cares about what happens with the technical infrastructure during a disaster. It was like unbelievable. The guys ask, why are you shipping from Germany via Czech, via Slovenia, via Austria, via yeah. Poland to Ukraine, yeah, yeah. the stuff. And the thing, it's easier to, to pick up the stuff uh, in, in different countries. And uh, yeah, it's a long ride. It was like 3,200, 3,300 kilometers. But it's one thing, it's, it's a community thing from my point of view. It's at least what we can do. Uh, I was four or five hours later, and then additional three hours, I was uh, clear, ready for clear uh, at the clearance unit. And then I need to go to pass, uh, customs, uh, passport control on the Polish side. And then mm-hmm. the same procedure on the Ukraine side. I think I started at, at, at the border. I started 11 a.m. Yeah. And I was in the country 7.30 or 7.20 p.m eight and a half yeah. hours later. What kind of things are you actually taking across? What, uh, what goods are especially needed over there at the moment? Fiber splicers. Uh, then it was lots of switches, lots of power over internet switches. Uh, then uh, it was uh, wireless access points that they right. need to install into the, the, the bomb shelters. Because, okay. You know, when, when there is no war or when there is no catastrophe, uh, nobody thinks about that if there is a war, if there are bombs falling down, people will go into the shelters, into the bunkers, and they will need to connect somehow from the shelters, otherwise they are cut away from the world. Yeah. And now they are 
they're looking for lots of access points uh, that they can install there. So when, when there is bombing, people can call their, their uh, beloved ones or, or stay connected to the internet and things like this. And you know, all these, all these lessons that, that we are getting from Ukraine during the catastrophe, I think we will, we will start thinking about also in other countries, how to change our infrastructure um, to survive these things without uh, major impacts. So, yeah. so that's like, that's a lot of the massive amount of equipment that you're actually moving. Um, how are you dealing with the, the kind of load there? I mean, picking things up from different countries. That um, is actually the, the, the biggest uh, issue we're, uh, we're having. And we're talking to a, a, a whole bunch of uh, companies that are helping us out with that. Mm -hmm. um, but getting warehouse space uh, uh, where things can be sent for the, uh, the uh, donations, um, getting the logistics, uh, uh, getting stuff to the right people in the right place, that that's definitely the hardest part. We're going back a bit. How did this all start for you as the Global Nog Alliance? Um, we started this a month ago, uh, just like oh, let's help the network operators in the, in Ukraine. Yeah, and. We were a bit overwhelmed with uh, uh, with all the donations uh, uh, being made. Um, so yeah, that was definitely the 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 thing where uh, the, uh, that a lot of effort went into for the last week or two. Obviously, Rene drove uh, the the uh, uh, the truck there now with was it fourteen pallets of stuff. Wow. Um, but um, yeah, that's not his job. He can't. I'm pretty sure at some point somebody will start complaining if he's driving a truck every week instead of doing his job. <laughs> yeah, but also I think uh, it's it's also you need to see it from the from the con company point of view. It was an idea. I had the first trip. I think it was uh, uh, second week of March, and uh, I and the only thing what I wanted is uh, explain what I've seen, etc. And um, how we can as the Global Knock Alliance normally we're supporting Knock organizers with software mentoring um, a bank account um, yeah. getting money from sponsors getting good uh, speakers we have a speaker database uh, we have an ecosystem for call for papers etc that's it's very simple we have a docker we install as a docker <laughs> we are yeah. configuring this thing and then it's done but right now uh, i just uh, uh, I'm I'm 42. I had this experience. You was uh, driving a truck into a war zone. You're entering the first uh, uh, border, and uh, you see uh, mummies are running away from the war with babies and uh, without husband, without daddy. And uh, then you hear on the other side uh, crying babies and little childs, etc. This is uh, weird. This is different, you know. And um, then we had a short board call, and uh, I explained what I what I've seen and uh, my feelings, my impressions, etc. And then I don't know. I think I'm sure it was Jan or Sunderman. Yeah, guys, we need to do anything, and uh, this is what what we can do, and we are. We have a lot of uh, contacts in, into the industry. It's like software, hardware, uh, uh, programmer, script, uh, BGP, routing, switching, etc. That's our daily business and how we can integrate and how we can uh, uh, live this life. And my, my, my uh, uh, claim, my model is I live this community and I love this community and how we can support 
the Ukrainian people with our our local communities. And that's what, what we have as understanding. We are the link between the Ukraine community and the global community to combine every, everything and find a solution to support the, uh, 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 the Ukrainian people. How did that start though? I mean, was it kind of your contacts in the community reaching out to you as a global Nog Alliance? asking for support or did you just want to help and started to contact them or was I, it a bit of both? I think we published this on a Facebook and then I sent an email to the right mailing list mm-hmm. and then the whole thing just exploded. I think yeah. I, I think three Facebook posts and two tweets were all it took. Uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. And and uh, I think two mails to the to the right mailing yep. list. And this yeah. is yeah, also this is also best example how important are social media at these times. And mm-hmm. then I had chats with Ukrainian people and the most uh, 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 recommend channel for, for, for communication during the war is uh, social media. Yeah. Facebook Messenger, WhatsApp, uh, also TikTok, uh, uh, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, etc. It's the most common channel to communicate also with families like a video chat uh, via WhatsApp, etc. And this makes also... Um, you need to think about how important our internet is. That's crazy to see. And that's the reason why we then said, okay, uh, send us all equipment, what you have over, what you have left over in your data center at home, etc. And then we got a lot of uh, also private packages. It's not a bad thing, but at the end, I opened boxes with jackets. You know, I don't need jackets and, uh, and the Ukrainian... I think okay, it's wartime, but they are not naked. You know what I mean? It's getting from from a Red Cross a lot of stuff, etc. But right now we are talking about how we can support critical infrastructures. Not only critical infrastructures, but the internet infrastructure is, from my point of view, as a German point of view, a critical infrastructure. Data centers, uh, ISPs, etc. And how we can how we can support uh, this kind that kind of of uh, infrastructures, and it was amazing to see what happens in a couple of weeks or like whatever in a couple of it was three weeks up to the first trip. Yeah, exactly. We started and then three weeks we had around two tons of equipment done. So who else is actually involved on the on the team behind all this? Yeah. So yeah, the the, the core team is basically the the, the three of us. Uh, Corin uh, helped uh, helped uh, with the with the website and the, the communications and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. She's actually uh, uh, information uh, uh, designer, so she knows how to structure information to make it come across better. Um, and then we got so overwhelmed that Natalie was like, "Guys, you need oh, yes. you, 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 you need some oh, structure." <laughs> and she made it clear from the start that um, if we got her on board, she would be asking difficult questions and poking us all the time. Yeah, and we were like, "Yes, works. please, we need we need this." <laughs> yeah, and it was Ellen. Trust me, it wasn't a nice feeling. Yeah. The questions of Natalie, guys, why are you doing this way? You're not this way. Oh, man, ma'am, you're sorry. <laughs> yeah, but we we really really needed it because yeah, when we absolutely. sent out the message that we are doing this, I think five or six uh, uh, chat apps that I have started buzzing and people wow, started yeah. creating channels and emails started to come in. So it's mm-hmm. like it, it was 
overwhelmed and we needed some structure at some point. Yeah, great. And then I'm I have uh, at Flex Optics, it's my 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 employer. Mm -hmm. Um I'm, I have uh, integration of uh, IT uh, uh, Jira uh, uh, IT management uh, uh, system and then I I <laughs> sent a mail to to Atlassian. Hey guys, Uh, we have this and this and this, and uh, can you give us a sponsoring for a couple of months to, to 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 have a structure, to have the possibility to have tickets and incoming tickets, outgoing tickets, uh, knowledge database like conference. Oh yeah, no problem. You get it for 12 months for free. Okay, I'm happy. I will set it up and then it's fine. To have to start to have a real structure, and this was a point. I'm I'm really really happy. Uh, uh, Natalie was joining us. Um, On a clear way, we was after two weeks we was or one week massively overloaded. And yeah. without Natalie and without Karina. Yeah. I know, I know all three of us, it, it is impossible to survive this kind of uh, storm, what, what happens. Well, I, um, uh, 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 I, I had a, a massive burnout uh, uh, like eight years ago now. Mm -hmm. um, and um, That was coming back, like all the messages at my phone not being silent for mm. uh, for 10 minutes. Um, I had a couple of days where I was just, you know, my my brain was so busy with being busy that I didn't actually get anything done. You know, yeah. I, I don't know if you know yeah. that feeling, but yeah. you're just thinking about so many things that you, you freeze up. <laughs> I was so happy that there was a weekend in between when there were not so many messages, so my brain could process what happened. All of us are like bulls, you know, we go through the walls. And we would be pulling this thing until all three of us would, would just get burned out. We had also uh, uh, Jan, uh, he is not the youngest one. Yeah? Nobody of us is the youngest one right now. And Jan was, uh, was, uh, was thinking, oh, yes, I have some service. Um, I can I can uh, uh, drop this service in my car and bring it to to a friend to uh, show to look into what what works what not works blah 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 yes and this old daddy is uh, getting pain with a back instant like yeah that I was too heavy hit in my yeah. lower back okay. I had to I had to cancel the ITF meeting in in in, uh, in Vienna IBM, yeah. because on Sunday morning after after lifting these servers for Ukraine. You know, I woke up in my bed and then I needed like 20 minutes to be able to stand on my feet. Oof. It was painful for the whole week. But yeah, and yeah. Then, uh, yeah. then Natalie joined. She said like, hey, Jan, daddy uh, broke his back and now you need some help. And of course, as well as you guys on the team uh, and all the you know, very hands-on work that you're doing. I understand there's other organizations in different countries that you're coordinating with. Yeah, we are now discussing with, with some, uh, uh, with some uh, warehouses, uh, storage spaces in Poland. Yeah. Uh, that we can, we can ship all the equipment there and then, uh, you know, they can, they can handle it for us. And then we need to organize how to get this equipment into Ukraine, into Lviv. We're working with the Ministry uh, of Ukraine Ministry of Digital Transformation. Mm -hmm. So their um, uh, Ukraine Internet Association, uh, this association of ISPs. 
yeah, and also okay. APPK, that's another association of digital rights and content and, and so on. And these are great people. Uh, they managed to get all the all the paperwork done for Rene to, to pass at least the Ukrainian side of the border. It was a pack like this, yeah. Yeah. He showed us in, uh, but, uh, sure. but still, he had to wait in Polish side. So we are now trying to figure out how to organize to add bits and pieces of, of our shipments to the existing uh, transportations that are going between Poland and, and Ukraine. Our next incoming shipment, that I, I, I don't know if I, if I can talk about the donors' names yet, but it's like 30 pallets of equipment. It's like wow. millions of dollars of equipment. We need, we need to figure out how to, how to deal with it in a more automatic way. Yeah, and then okay. Right now we are working on a, on a real, real stable. Normally it's it's stable right now. When I'm driving every month to Ukraine, yeah, it's stable. Yeah, we can we have uh, some uh, storage places to collect the stuff. But uh, I think my wife isn't happy uh, when I'm going again to Ukraine. Yeah. Uh, I completely understand. Um, then as a thing, it's it's a, it's a long, long ride. It's also nine or. 80 kilometers from Berlin to Ukraine border. Um, mm -hmm. Also, I, I can't work during I'm driving. Yeah, you can have conf calls, but it's also very noisy in the truck. Isidro, it's sure, not yeah. uh, not uh, not a 40-ton truck with with uh, uh, beds on the back. Isidro, um, the thing is, uh, right now we are talking to uh, a big vendor, and the big vendor has a storage a warehouse in Poland. It's uh, one and a half, two hours away from um, from the Ukraine border. Um, also, we have a volunteering warehouse. Uh, it's 15 kilometers away from the border. We can use it also. But right now, we have this uh, challenge. Um, for the Ukrainian people, normally, it's very simple. Yeah? From the theory, it's simple. You have some Ukrainian friends. They're going to Poland. Grabbing the stuff with vans on a daily base, three vans, four vans, daily base, over the border, back to Ukraine, and done. Okay, that, that, but, that's actually, the, a big, actually a big difference, because uh, trucks uh, have to go through the truck lane. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Van, vans don't. Yeah. yeah, vans can go to the to the normal uh, car lane, and and it's easy. You have no not really a clearing procedure in this case. Right, but okay. with trucks, okay. you need to open the doors. You need to explain what you have inside. Why you have 15, 14 pallets, and on the papers are ten pallets. You know what I mean? Sure, yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, and that's the point. And um, but also for the Ukraine guys, the men's. It's not allowed to leave Ukraine right mm -hmm. now. So right now we worked on a on a solution uh, with uh, Julia or Julia mentioned to me a, a possible solution uh, uh, exemption um, to to have an exemption for for uh, uh, drivers when they are going to Poland and picking up some humanitarian goods like a right, key equipment okay. is also you can declare. This equipment also as humanitarian good when you have not 
the focus on purchasing or selling the stuff on the other side. So then we're working on the Ukraine side right now with the DEPS together. It's a distributor, normally a hardware and software distributor for, for oh, okay. um, uh, internet infrastructures. They have a warehouse in Lviv, they have trucks and also in Kiev, a bigger warehouse. Right. So um, they're picking this stuff up bringing to the warehouse and can deliver out of Lviv. And the last truck was going uh, to other city. I don't mention the city right now. Mm -hmm. uh, and they're distributing all this uh, equipment to the local ISPs. So cool. okay. um, we have a working solution distribution network in the Ukraine, but not, a, and that's a bad thing. We are European people and we have a, not a real working logistic solution on the European side, that's painful at the moment. Mm -hmm. And that's only a border customs clearing issue. It's a politi political issue. Uh, I have a meeting with a with Ukraine ambassador here in Berlin to figure out how we can work with the Polish guys together. And also okay. after this meeting, I will have a meeting with the ambassador of uh, Polska uh, here in Berlin, how we can, mm -hmm. yeah, normally how we can be a little bit faster it's a custom so yeah it doesn't work right now you know the buyers need the stuff and i completely understand we are talking about and i never ever think about it this is a dual use equipment yeah <laughs> it's a, it's a high risk uh, normally high risk equipment what you can export you know and um uh, normally you can also go into the prison into the jail when you're doing some bad things or I'm completely understand it but right now we have a different situation and we need to uh, uh, react yeah. we need to ship the stuff into Ukraine you guys need it to, to have a working infrastructure uh, uh, can I, I may, may add something that is important for, for this part of the story mm -hmm. uh, the depth distribution was uh, chosen by, by Ukrainian side, not yeah. by us. This yes. was agreed okay. by the ministry and these associations that they are going to use DEPS as a, as a distribution unit. And what, what we are also missing is one very important part in this story is the, the, the backend system that Sander actually uh, coded in like two, two nights, where we actually now register uh, the donors uh, we create okay. a username for donors and also for requesters from Ukraine. So the requesters can enter what they need. And on the other side, the donors are entering what they can ship and donate. And then some matching is done. So everything is one backend database that will sort of like a marketplace. Right. For the, for the, for the, the givers and, and takers. And this is, this is really important. And Sander is even making it even better so people can automatically uh, join and register so we don't have to work day and night in registering usernames and giving them passwords. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, all good. But yeah, the, uh, the other thing I think we should, uh, uh, we should mention is uh, a lot of people are asking us like, yeah, you, uh, we, got, we, got, we got a couple of criticism slash questions uh, at the start, like, um, oh, you're just collecting uh, random old uh, junk from, uh, uh, from from uh, from European companies and dumping it uh, into Ukraine. That's why we actually we, we turned around. We are actually asking the Ukrainians what they need. Uh, yeah. But yeah, the, uh, and and we are. You don't want to know how many people are donating like small home routers and uh, like <laughs> I got a hundred megabit hub lying around. Uh, can, do you think it's useful? Like. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> so um, Ukraine is actually uh, like their backbone connections are 100 gig, 400 gig links. Uh, so it's not a small country. It's, um, so that, that's one, uh, one thing that often gets mentioned. The other one is, yeah, you're now sending some equipment, but then what? And um, I think yeah. it's important to, <clears throat> like, that's why we were also arranging longer term storage, um, is that uh, we're collecting a lot of donations now. Um, we don't expect all the donations to be needed today. But, you know, on, if, even if the war would end today, it would be optimistic to say that uh, Ukraine could, uh, could rebuild their infrastructure in a year. This is going yeah, to take okay. a long time to, to rebuild. So uh, I think it's also important to realize that just sending uh, this first shipment over is just, just the start of it. We're, yeah. we're in this for the long run. Yeah. So you're obviously directly in contact with a lot of people over there who are doing this incredibly difficult work of actually distributing this stuff and, and planning where it's needed. Um, are you like talking to them about how difficult it is to go about this uh, task was of a, rebuilding? There was a, a really, uh, a, an example that really drove it home for me. Like mm -hmm. we uh, just completed our first shipment and we were like, mm -hmm. yes, you know, very proud of what we achieved. And then uh, uh, the lady from the, uh, from the Ukraine ministry, yes, was like, yeah, I'm proud of my son because the day they started, he uh, joined the army. They gave him uh, nothing but a machine gun and he spent the last 40 days in the ditch. And yeah. after, ten, after 10 days, uh, I was able uh, to bring him a sleeping bag. <laughs> wow. Then, then you realize how relative everything is. You know, we're... We're sitting here safe, sa safely at home. Like we're busy organizing the logistics and the donations, mm -hmm. but yeah, compared to what they're going through, we're yeah. safely sitting at home. Yeah, but you know, when when all this is over, I think it's really important, and we are already talking about this with some people also from Ripen CC, that when war is over, that we go and meet with all these operators that did the job in the country to keep it up to keep mm -hmm. the lights in, in the fibers and internet packets flowing and actually have a serious discussion with them what worked and what didn't work and how can we make the infrastructures in other countries better? Because yeah. it is a sad story that, that they have a war, but it is what it is and we need to learn something from it. Yeah. Um, also, when you see what happens with us, uh, it's like, uh, look to Jan and look to uh, uh, Sander. Uh, they are, uh, 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 was newborn from, from a network engineer or IPv6 gurus uh, into uh, supply chain managers, you know? And it was a three weeks, uh, uh, very, very high uh, uh, experience curve or learn curve. Uh, when you have... Uh, team players they have the same mindset then you can be really successful in your in your in your, in your, in your help what you're offering yeah. and i'm really really proud to work with this team together it's amazing this uh, uh, this mindset and also um like the first three weeks we worked dude we worked on a daily basis with our daily business mm -hmm. and at some point it, it stopped for one two days and then uh, when I look back in the Telegram, uh, 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 keep your brain connected chat, 
Um, the last message goes out 1.30 or 2 o'clock and the first one uh, was uh, sending by 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning. So we had three, four hours nap time and that's it. Um, and also uh, uh, with, with the supply and database, uh, supply and daemon database uh, from, from uh, Sunder, it was done in a couple of hours and then what, it was implemented. So then we created for, for donators and also for requested by ourselves any mm -hmm. accounts and they can put any stuff what they wants to uh, donate into the system. Then we know exactly what is arriving and what we can expect and in which storage, which warehouse is it. And also it the was, requests. I think it was one night. Yeah, uh, yeah. Couple of hours, and yeah. then the, 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 the basics. Refining. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and this I, is... I think there's actually something uh, uh, really important. Uh, uh, because well, mm. Nat <clears throat> uh, uh, Natalie is working for the for the NCC, uh, um, but Rene is working for Flex Optics. Jan and I are working for Six Connect. Mm -hmm. um, at Six Connect, we have uh, a daily stand-up call. You know, just touching base, just uh, yeah. checking what everybody's doing. And for the last month, it's basically been, "Hey, Sander, what's up?" It's like, "I'm sorry, I haven't done any work. I was too busy with Ukraine." Okay, cool. Jan, what's up? Oops, yeah. Sander. Okay. And you know, we, we, we have this company we work for that for a month now, we're basically telling them, no, we didn't do any work. And they're Actually, fine with it. Well, Actually, a, a, a little we bit of it. We did because uh, six, six Connect is now building a new Anycast network. True. And ah, um, okay. uh, Sander and I are busy building the Anycast network all around the world. And yeah. uh, the, the Ukrainian CCTLD came to us and said, hey, we need to reinforce the .ua uh, country code TLD, and uh, can you help us? So I sent them those servers that broke my back. And also we said, hey, why you don't put your uh, domains on our Anycast uh, network for mm -hmm. free? Now, during the war, it's for free because we want to help you. And, uh, you know, for example, one, one domain, uh, I think com.ua has over 1 million records. Okay. And that shook massively uh, the, 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 our infrastructure, how, how we started building uh, our Anycast our network. And we said, okay, with a domain like this that is changing every hour, we need to do something differently. And then Sander and I, on top of all the, the stuff that we are doing for the Keep Ukraine Connected, we started actually rethinking and re, um, re-architecting our Anycast network and implementing changes, basically. Right, so, cool. yeah. <laughs> that was also good because now we have much, much better Anycast infrastructure for mm -hmm. SysConnect, right? That is serving like 60 or six, around 60 U Ukraine domain that are basically like .ua and then it's com.ua. Mm -hmm. or pl.ua mm -hmm. or kharkov.ua or kiev.ua you know all these all these things and yeah actually we did something for for true for yeah it was a mixed uh, <laughs> mixed effort <clears throat> what does the week ahead look like is is there a lot to do this week have you got a bit of a pause now or pause well, what, what are you well, talking about <laughs> so, <laughs> We, we had a call from one big vendor. Uh, okay. So there is, um, um, uh, there, there's this guy, Peter Lodberg, that you maybe know. Uh, he saw our message and uh, he sent this message to, 
to big uh, big uh, vendors companies at the, at the CXO level okay. and uh, then we got contacted by a couple of really really big companies that are producing hardware and they said okay uh, we can help you with logistics but also can you please get the list from from the Ukrainian side what equipment they actually need yeah the yeah specifics and we got them uh, the list that uh, that um, the, the the internet association brought together with asking the operators what they need to repair uh, the network and now i think they are they're sending like 600,000 euros worth of equipment uh, to us that's new equipment that we yeah. need to to make sure that uh, it gets to into ukraine and distributed um, to, to, to the operators, because what they decided to do is they are kind of um, anticipating where the where the strikes will be, like Kiev, for example, and they're trying to build the, uh, the infrastructure around these points. They're trying to increase the capacity upfront around these points where they expect that there, there will be shelling. And, uh, you know, they need this equipment and currently we are we are busy and talking to to all these big companies um, uh, that are that are willing to send the equipment and trying to figure out how to get it into Ukraine as fast as possible. Well, guys, thank you very much for coming and talking to me today. Uh, it, it really is phenomenal work that you're doing, and I wish you all the best of luck with the work that you still have ahead of you. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks, right, Alan. Cool. Thanks. Yeah, thanks bye a lot, bye. guys. Cheers. Bye.